Hey y'all, what's up? It's Jess Hilarious, and I'm just making sure y'all know that I got a podcast called Carefully Reckless on Black Effect Network. That's where I tell all my business that y'all already know and carefully comment on other people's business too. It's respectable, but messy at the same time. So make sure you tune in. Listen to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday. That's Hump Day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did Abraham Lincoln's deep depressions make him a better president to lead the U.S. through civil war? Why did Marilyn Monroe's death by suicide coincide with an upswing in her movie career? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my podcast, Season 2 of Personology... I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Find Season 2 of Personology on January 25th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take rap shit Check one two one two episode. I'm I'm genuinely confused now. Usually I front <laughs> like I don't know I don't know what episode it is. It's kind of like a thing. Well, is this uh one one forty two forty two? That's a lot yeah. of goddamn episodes, yo. Yes, it is, bro. We creep it up on one fifty. That's crazy. Episode one forty two. Serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh. I have a host. And yeah, we we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dog. Like, I, I'm legit. I'm legit believing that you know we gonna finally get rid of a racial slur as a football team. Yeah. Yo, you know, there's been like so much activism <laughs> around that the Washington football team is considering yeah. getting rid of their racist name, racist logo. It's it's like the the tide. I don't want to say the tide is turning. That feels like too optimistic. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in motion right now, and yeah. it's wild to see stuff that we, you know, have have been thinking has been like embedded. It's like a lot of shit is changing. It seems. Yeah, I I just like I'm really surprised. This is one of those things where like I kind of just accepted like all right that shit ain't. Ain't shit don't ain't shit going nowhere with that. Like that shit been the name all these years. They not trying to they not trying to hear. Like and right. you know, the invisibility of like um indigenous folks is huge. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, numbers are are much lower especially like you know the shit they do with blood quantum and stuff like that. Like they, you know, purposely try to drive out our numbers then the herd. Yeah. And you know, you uh you you know, with all the other bullshit, all the other problems that happen, you know, with going on in the reservations and all that kind of shit, um, you know, it's it's something that's not super important. But like as me and you were talking about uh, before the podcast, like it's institutional and structural racism, right? Um, right. You know that when you have like indigenous folks are fucking mascots, you know it it, it just it enhances the idea that like, well. You know, like they're not human or mm-hmm. um, and also like that comes from like the blood quantum idea of just being like, well, how many indigenous folks do you know? Like, right. you know, you may know folks who, you know, have indigenous blood, but, you know, but oh, they don't they aren't registered or yeah. don't qualify. Yeah, they're not qualified. And like so it it makes people it helps with invisibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? It helps keep people be invisible, um, you know. I distinctly, I distinctly remember being in like third grade and having my teacher say like, "Oh yeah, no, uh, you know they use different words, but like, oh, indigenous folks lived in trees." Whoa, I do remember you saying that, and like that was legit what I was being taught in school. Yeah. Like I, you know, and you know, being completely separated, having no uh, um, cultural touchstones to like no different until I did my own research. Yeah. I, you know, um, I can't say that I say this all the time. Uh, I say it often enough. You know what I mean? Children in, in this society who are not white, 
if you don't actively have uh, education and cultural immersion that combats white supremacy, this society will teach your child to hate itself. Absolutely. Hate themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, if 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 you're not like, because some people, you know, we talk about like um, with like African centered education, you know what I mean? Black folks really seeing what the school system has done to a lot of us as far as like our, our sense of self-worth, our sense of our <coughs> contribution to society. And you have a lot of black folks who are intentional about creating like African centered schools, community schools. That's like an old, old tradition that continues to this day. And people look at that and be like, oh, well, why, why I got to be all like that? Like, why can't your kid just go to a regular school? Why, why I got to be on some, quote, super pro black shit? If left up to, you know, the devices of the society that we live in, you put your child in that kind of environment, that environment will teach your child to hate themselves. Yeah. It's, it's baked in. You know what I mean? So that shit that you said about like living in trees, that does not surprise me. I mean, you, you mentioned it before, but like that's not surprising at all. Like that's the kind of uh, propaganda and, and uh, you know, negativity mm-hmm. that the school system spins out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I forget where I saw this. Um, I saw someone say like, you know, we essentially, you don't get anything but white history until you get to college and you get to take it as an elective. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, black history is an elective in college or like all these, like, you know, uh, indigenous studies or culture, you know, uh, uh, those kind of things are like, oh, there's an elective you could take it in college. But like until then, you just get white folks history. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and you think that's, you know, the center of, of humanity's story. Yeah. Europe. Yeah, um, there's a video floating around now. Um, I've heard about this before, but like, there's a video floating around now um, uh, of uh, what's the sister's name? Uh, the the white the uh, the white lady, the older white lady, Jane. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, ah, fuck is her name? Let me get her name. Yeah. Her name is. Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like uh, with this other lady and she's like breaking out these maps and like mm-hmm. she's showing like how to how like uh, the map makers would make like the United States in like the middle of the map and yeah. Europe was in like the middle of the map. So like they're like the the prime focus of attention. And she's like, if you look, go by this, like like Tennessee is under the equator. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like, you if you did this this way like the world would be completely different like you know what i mean and you know what's crazy about that folks that people would label like hoteps now Uh i heard that back in the day when i was a kid motherfuckers was saying that like yo the maps are different like they make the maps they make certain places larger certain places smaller and they center certain places and after i heard that as a kid i was like yeah how come you know like the earth's a globe there's no real center to it you know what yeah. i mean how come japan's not in the middle of it yeah you know what i mean yeah. how come the map doesn't like start at like africa and then spread out or, or yeah. wherever you know what i'm saying so that's yeah that's definitely a thing yeah like like you know they they make south america smaller they make uh uh africa smaller like africa's like three times the size that it's supposed to be it's three. It's supposed to be three times the size that it is on like a traditional map that we get in school, um, right? And like, dude, yo, these maps were pull down maps that we would see every fucking day in school, mm-hmm. and like that is ways to be like, yo, listen, we're the you know United States is most important, and blah blah blah. And it's like, what's crazy is I always think about this shit now as I've gotten older, of like. Um, understanding propaganda and all those kind of things and mm-hmm. go like, you know, they'll talk about like how, you know, North Korea brainwashes their kids and tells them how great North Korea is. I'm like, 
like we don't do the same shit like our whole like entertainment business is based around this shit yeah um, like it's always been that way. Like we got told, like we basically grew up on the Red Scare of how bad Russia was. So bad that Rocky had to go beat Russia single handedly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 young people that came after us got a lot of it in the post nine eleven. Yes, era. absolutely. We, we were talking about something else before we turned the mics on. Uh, but you made reference to. Uh, this thing happened right after 9-11. It was like some anti-Arab shit. And it just, it made me think of how um, how deeply Islamophobic American popular culture was across the board. I mean, it is, you know, to, you know, to its core even today. But dog, them first uh, few years after 9-11, 24 that was yes. just, uh, you know, a very mainstream show where a white guy, you know, ran around the world torturing Arabs. You know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers watched that. It was one of the most popular shows. Oh, yeah. Of that decade. People yeah, just 100%. watched that shit and it was and accepted it. And it it's definitely propaganda. It definitely was made or even if the the showrunner or the writers didn't make it for those purposes it was definitely like greenlit and promoted as a means of like making americans okay with the war on terror yeah you know what i'm saying like that shit every every storyline you know in the 2000s had something to do with like an arab trying to blow something up yeah though the whole thing is like oh you know uh, Jack Bauer is torturing this dude to get this information and it's okay because he's going to save the world with this information. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and we were torturing, we in the general, were talking, you know, torturing people to get information that we found out is torture doesn't get you any information that you really need. It's all bullshit. Right. But to make it okay when we talked, when, you know, when the government was talking about, you know, fucking waterboarding people and shit, right. like you go like, well, Jack Bauer does it and he gets the information he needs to save the world. Right. Oh, if a motherfucker was drowning me slowly, I would say whatever. You tell, him, you tell him whatever. That's exactly what they, it's exactly what they found out. Like, come like, on. <clears throat> you'll tell somebody whatever they want to hear if you torture them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, it's crazy. I mean, like the the ideas that like we like we get forced into, and and I mean, it just becomes normalized, and we you know we accept it. And like I kind of accepted the idea that like, yo, this is a team name that's just not going to change. Like you know what I mean? I, man. Um, yeah. There's no pressure, and like you know, pressure got stepped up. We're in a movement. Uh, we're in a real social movement right now. Um, and you're seeing, you know, pressure come from arenas that you weren't seeing pressure come from before. Like yeah. FedEx was like, yo, we're going to, you know, we're going to take our name off the stadium. Um, and one Damn. of the FedEx's part owner, like whoever owns FedEx, like that dude is a part owner in the team. Um, and uh, Nike, like I just saw it pop up on Twitter. I think it was like Friday night was like, yo, Nike pulled down all they shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like. Uh, hold on, you know Twitter can be funny, so I'm like, let me check. I pulled the site up, you couldn't pull up none of that shit. Couldn't get it, yeah. It's, and I it's was, so crazy that um, motherfuckers like 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 it's like anything is on the table. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like it's really like it's like the people are like, yeah, we don't like that shit neither. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? you know, we don't like uh-huh. and not in a frivolous way, but in a way of understanding that this shit is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there was there's been calls for the Confederate statues to come down for a few years, mm-hmm. but now you're starting to see like, yo, I mean, like we've seen a ton of like Columbus statues get taken down just here in Philly. Like they boarded that shit up and said, yo, we moving it. Um, yeah. Baltimore, the Columbus statue just went in the harbor yesterday or today, <laughs> so maybe. Crazy. I wish I was there. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> Um, but you're also seeing like the Lincoln statue where he's like, you know, raising a slave up from like your captivity <laughs> shit. And right. it's like the fact that that existed in the first place is insane to me. Right. But um, like, you know, you're starting to see like, yo, that that needs to come down. They do in the Teddy Roosevelt journal where he's got like the black dude, the, the slave and the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, indigenous boy. Like they're walking below him while he's up on a horse, the white savior type shit. Um like you're seeing like yo people being like yo this shit needs to come down this isn't cool yeah 
it's ill to see. It gives me hope. Yes. You know, because like there's man, there's so much shit that's on the table now. Like you couldn't have told me six or eight months ago, defund the police would have been, you know, like a mainstream talking point. Absolutely. Even like, even on to the contrary, like if if if, if you would have told me that because you know it's liberals are considering it, leftists are all about it, and yeah. the right is arguing against it. Even if you would have told me there would have been that much energy for Fox News to argue against it every night, I'd have been like, "Yo, you bugging? Like, how did that happen?" Yeah, and I mean, like one of Trump's talking points. In like his reelection campaign is like boosting police and oh how you know uh, the Antifa wants uh, wants to abolish police officers and shit like that like just the fact that that's even being brought up on a fucking presidential campaign mm-hmm. like tells you how much the world has moved in like a few months yeah absolutely you know what I mean um, but yeah no, I, I'm like I'm happy to see this shit like the fact that that could get changed and like you know it's a it's a small thing but like small things can be huge dude like yeah. um, you know for my kids to you know like my youngest my 10 year old she like you know she knows who like she knows football a little bit she likes football um, mm-hmm. but like you know she can come up in a few you know in, in because they're talking about like this shit might get changed before the season start um, quick fast yeah so like for her like her prime year she may not know a football team that was named that right where she can really recollect and remember shit like she might be like yo I don't I don't even remember the team being named that right right you know what I mean and that's huge dog like because you, you know you're talking about self esteem of people and uh you know, the, the team name is legitimately listed as a racial slur in the yeah. Webster's Dictionary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's crazy. You know, I, I remember years ago calling in um, to WIP and was talking to Ike Reese. You know what I mean? A former football player, um, a, a black man, and him going like, well, I just don't really see what the big deal is. Fam, you don't? And like once I broke it kind of down to him and gave him like he was like I see your point I do see your point yeah but it wasn't a big thing because you're talking dude this was literally had to be like maybe like five to seven years ago yeah like what so, if it was named that other slur yeah and that's kind of what I had to you give to him saying? I was like imagine it being that like you wouldn't like you wouldn't think that was cool right right um, and he, like he said like his biggest thing was like well I don't really know any. You know, he said Native Americans, but like I don't really know no Native Americans, so like I really wouldn't know that it was even a big deal, right? Right. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean that that's a that's part of the problem, dog. Like he realizes, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. And then you gotta take you know take a motherfucker's word for it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just not just we're not just coming out, you know, out the woodwork with this shit. Mm-hmm. That this no. shit, you know, that this, and it's, this shit has always been offensive. You know what I mean? It's just that people have more of a voice to say, no, you know, we getting rid of this shit. Yeah. It ain't like yeah. this is old all of a sudden. No, nah, you know social I mean? social media is a big part of that. Like whether people want to think about it or not, like social media is a huge part of like this shit, you know, people being able to have a voice that was not there before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to have this break? Yeah, let's, let's take a break and then... Uh, talk about I, I swore that Kanye signing a deal with the Gap would have been the craziest <laughs> Kanye thing we would talk about this summer but clearly it's not no um, not at all so yeah if we could if we could go into a break and then come back real quick and, and chat about that and yes. then get into some other stuff that would be love no doubt What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs— The Race to the Pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. 
we'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. All right, boom. Back in effect. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of, I, I mentioned uh, earlier, I said everything's on the table um, at the in this moment right now. Uh, Kanye West announced yesterday. I don't know who who makes a presidential uh, announcement on a Saturday. Um, Late night Saturday, too. Yeah, he, you know, was clearly Liddy in the crib on Twitter. (laughs) And, like, he announced that he's running for president this year. Yes. He's jumping in. And my. I mean, the election is only like four months. Like, you know what I mean? You don't need no time to ramp up. Nah, hell no. He just going, he's this motherfucker. He's going to do a concert (laughs) and that's going to be it. Like, he is, like, he don't, you know, he's he's a brilliant man, you know, musically. And I'm not saying he don't have no follow through. This motherfucker don't have no follow through to do this shit. This shit is half killing. Uh, Joe Biden, you know? yeah. <laughs> he's a career politician. Yeah, you don't want to do this shit. Not really. Nah, nah. Um, I mean, I think he's announced this kind of shit before. Um, yes. And he, you know, listen, man, he's a, you know, his dude is. A, I mean, he, listen, man, he's a genius when it comes to music. He's also an egomaniac. Yes, um, absolutely. And I mean, like that fits because I think you kind of have to be an egomaniac to want that much like power and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't he, trust anybody to want to be president. Nah, man, like it's scary, dog. Like you know to 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 want to be like, yo, I, I want this kind of power and shit. Um, I don't know though, man. Like you know, he can be a little, he can go off the handle a little bit. I don't know if he really needs the nuclear codes. <laughs> this is the same dude that uh, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> tweeted that he was uh oh you know I I'm I'm fucking with that K or I'm smoking that K clearly talking about Kush weed yeah. and and Kanye thought oh you you talking about fucking my wife you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, dude, we don't need this dude to have the nuclear codes we don't need him on the line with Kim Jong Un yeah none of that shit but I I'll say this you know not that I think it's it's really the same set of circumstances if you go back um, to like my social media when Trump was was running, I will admit I was one of those people that was like, "Man, this nigga don't want to be president." Yeah, <laughs> like I, could, I was openly saying that Trump was just doing this shit and that he wasn't gonna win, that he wasn't, and even if he did win, that he wasn't gonna take it. Yeah, like, I was like, man, yeah, I was, I was like openly saying that shit. So <laughs> you can't really. You can't take my word for this shit. I don't know yeah. what happens with, you know, national electoral politics. That shit ain't my forte. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, dog. Like, I don't want him, like, trying to blow up Jay-Z and Beyonce's crib because, like, they don't let B- Blue <laughs> Ivy play with North. Like, right, right, right. So, you know, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Like, I was on that same wave. Like, this dude don't really want to be president. Although, like, you, like, my, I told my mom because she, she swore like she was like, "There's no way he gonna win. He's no way he's gonna win." Mm-hmm. I legit told her like, oh, "There's definitely a chance he can win." Like, I, I think you underestimate racism in this country. <laughs> right, right. I felt like a lot of people um, were just shocked because uh, when when Trump won because the veneer of civility and respectability in this country is so strong 
I felt I felt like Americans. I felt like honestly, like most like black folks that I knew were like, oh yeah, he could de- a racist and a sexist. Like he could yeah. definitely be president. I uh-huh. felt like a lot of black folks were on that tip. I felt mostly like white people were like, no, we're we're better than this. We're not uh-huh. this. We're not better than this. You well, know no, what I'm I mean, saying? It's the same people who are saying like, you know, children in cages. This isn't us. It's like, no, yeah. this is this has been us for a long fucking time. It like, definitely is. It definitely um, is. I mean, I will say this: he wins that inauguration shit. Gonna be lit. Listen, who who performs at Kanye West's inauguration? I mean, <laughs> yes. Pusha. You know, Pusha gonna be there. Pusha T. You Big Sean, I mean? Big Sh- the whole the whole good the whole good music family, the whole good music is gonna be there. Rhyme Fest might show up to like he'd be a speechwriter or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chance the rapper gonna be there with a gospel choir. Definitely. Um, Maybe we do need to let this happen. I, mean, I, know, I know he said slavery was a choice. <laughs> I know he's he's terrible at a lot of levels, but maybe maybe we do need to let this cook. I don't know. I'm, listen, dog. I just know that that party gonna be lit. Uh, you know, fucking <laughs> maybe Nas come through. Yo, he bring Nas out like the summer jams. Yeah. Yo, yo. Imagine Ye get elected. Boom. They doing the uh the inauguration and shit. It's all good. Kim Kardashian there, you know, she holding it down as the first lady and Ye make his first speech. They drop the uh American flag, like the uh the Otis video. Yeah. And then him and Ye come out and yeah. rap. <laughs> or, or him and uh Hove come out and rap. Yeah. Like watch the throne. Yo. So if the if the if the State of the Union is a Watch the Throne concert. I I would be the first state of the union I ever watched. I would watch it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be it's... way more into electoral politics if you know if Yay and, and Jay Z doing Watch the Throne. Like imagine those like campaign rallies. He come out to like black skinhead. Listen, voter voter registration might go up like ninety. Oh, definitely, Dog. definitely. Imagine I said uh, I said this to list this morning. I was like, yo, what if Ye do this whole shit and then drop another album? He did graduation. <laughs> he did late registration. Or he did college dropout. He did late registration. He did graduation. The fourth one, he do election. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all about this shit, dog. I don't know, yo. The more we talk about this. <laughs> like in my vote The more you Ye. sold. Yeah. <laughs> like Bernie, I, Bernie gone, so yeah. maybe we start stumping for Ye. I don't know. Dog, what if he hollered at Bernie as the uh, vice president? <laughs> so we get Watch the Throne and free healthcare? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, somebody get Bernie. And, and all listening. <laughs> somebody get in Bernie's camp. Somebody get Bernie on the line, tell him to run with my man Ye. Dog, that shit would be lit. Yo, all right, man. I, free I college, just, look, it fits. Free college, college dropout. Like, baby, Ye don't have to drop out if he, you know what I mean? He getting free college. If Ye had universal free college, <laughs> universal education, he wouldn't have to drop out, the college dropout. If yeah. he had free health care, he wouldn't have went into debt when they had to wire his jaw yeah. up. Look, he, exactly. Ooh, he got to bring us in to write the platform. Dog. Yeah. He Yo. been on a he been on a progressive uh platform all this time and they ain't even know it. We ain't even know it. God damn. I'm, oh. I'm hoping that Diamond and Silk defect from <laughs> <laughs> and start doing Kanye joints. <laughs> start stuffing for Ye. Yo, that would be incredible. I would it. Yo. I would it. That shit that would be that would be the best you know, listen, man. It's listen. This year has been in fucking insane. Okay, <laughs> so like having Kanye run for president. I mean, like it fits. It it's it, on brand for twenty twenty. Yes. It feels yeah. like God is just like throwing the dice. Yes, <laughs> God is just like in a back alley, just throwing the dice, and like whatever he roll is like what we got to roll with. Yes, exactly. Whatever pops up is what is what's rocking for the year. It's like, all right, boom, yay is president. Boom, infectious disease. Boom, <laughs> it's just like rolling anything right now. Yeah, it's it's all a game of chance right now, dog. Like, 
you know, he just trying to pass go and collect two hundred dollars for real, for real. God damn! I want him to. I want Ye to come out and like make a speech. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't already. You don't. You don't entice us with this shit. We know it's some fuckery. You got to come out and talk to us now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm it's trying like to hear what this nigga trying to say. Holla at like Ron Fest, the consequence, or <laughs> whoever, <laughs> whoever go write your speech for you. Uh, I've been watching uh, this. Maybe whole, you get Drake. I don't know. You said get who? Drake. Maybe you get Drake. I don't Yo, know. This whole quarantine sidebar. I've been watching uh, Love and Hip Hop like crazy. Uh huh. Dog. It's <laughs> it's one scene where uh, consequence of Joe but Joe Button got beef. And they've been they've been having static for like mad long, yeah. And they you know they've been like circling each other. And this one uh, one of the reunions uh, episodes, they all like got their suits on. They all look nice <laughs> as shit. And, uh, Joe Button is like walking backstage, and Consequence comes up behind him and like punch him in the back. <laughs> <of his head. laughs> <laughs> like the nigga did on Players Club, yeah. With, uh, with Uncle Luke, he punched the nigga in the back of the head. Yo, and Joe Bud, Joe Bud's a fucking psycho. He turns around, security's holding him, and he got like this manic look on his face. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's what I like." <laughs> the, nigga, the nigga look like the Joker. <laughs> that shit, dog. That shit. This shit sound I, like a wrestling skit, yo. yo. It sound like that shit happened on the Brother Love Show, uh, <laughs> right? I was howling. He ran up behind that nigga, punched him in the back of his head. I was like, "This shit is so stupid." Like y'all are, y'all are like respected MCs, kind of. Like why are y'all, why are y'all doing this goofy shit? Yo, Terrible. Chess cash, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm one. I'm, I'm hoping. Speaking of that, like with this whole yay shit, I want him to come out and make a speech. I also, I hope y'all got them cameras following this nigga. So yeah. we could get some content out of this shit later. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying I need to, see, to that. see him on like a campaign tour. Yeah, you know what I mean, going to different places. You know, setting up. Maybe they. Can, you know, remember they had the uh, the Bernie Muppet. Remember that joint was like popping up all over the place. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like dog, get a Kanye Muppet. <laughs> Be lit. Yo, this shit. I don't know. Um, my my instinct is telling me he not gonna follow through with this shit. Yeah, no. Nah. But I know America and I know twenty twenty, anything could fucking happen. Yeah. Oh, listen, man, there's absolutely a chance that this shit happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Jesus. It's twenty listen, man, I ain't counting shit out. We had more murder hornets. Right. You know what I mean? Like and, and that shit came and went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murder hornets came and uh, went. No, they got a they got a AI. I think her name is like Kim AI or something like that. That's mm-hmm. like gonna star in a movie. It's like a, a a robot that is gonna star in a movie now. That's um, just all. It's just artificial intelligence. So um, y'all are just making Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Actually, I think it's I think it's China or Japan. One of them actually has an artificial intelligence that's called Skynet. Oh, thanks, Japan. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, yo, dog, like, it's it's wilding out here, dog. Like, no. 2020 is really off the hook. Um, you know, the fucking NBA is about to start up, and they all living in, like, Disney World. Like, right. it's a wild place, dog. Like the Olympics? They're living in, like, Olympic Village? Yeah, essentially, like, Olympic Village. Yo, what? Yeah, it's crazy out here, dog. dog. It's It's a wild time. Um, did you see, uh, last week, um, was the BET Awards. Was it last Sunday? Last mo- Sunday, I think? Yeah. Was the yeah. BET Awards. Yeah, it was, it was like a week ago. Yeah, and Griselda was up for, like, best group. Right. Um, and West Side Gun, like, I think it was, like, that Saturday was, like, you know, ain't no love. Like, I don't feel like Shady really feel like, uh, Shady really behind us is showing us love. We That's nominated so for a BET Award. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I'm sure nobody at Shady even knows what BT is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or at the very least, they don't, they don't know when the BT Awards airs. Like, come on. Pretty much. Um, 
And uh, like you know, then there was like, yo, there was some talk on the internet, like yo, is is, is like West Side Gun and, and Griselda like upset with uh, they deal with Shady, and it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time an artist led label was like fumbling with the rest of the artists. Yeah, I mean Slaughterhouse. Um, yeah, I was about to say, so, <laughs> you know, with Shady. Yeah, um, I mean, like, granted, I don't think Eminem's like. Involved in the day to day happenings at Shady Records, right? Um, but that happens a lot with like artists led labels, where it's like, dog, they're you know just because, and and the whole thing is like, well, you know, they they've been successful because they had like a, a mega successful artist who was already mega success, successful mm-hmm. by the time he started the label, like you know what I mean, right? Um, you know, there's there's few exceptions. Like, I mean, Rockefeller had you know several successful artists aside from just Jay Z, mm-hmm. but you had Dame Dash handling business there, and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Biggs, along with Jay, so you didn't have just like, oh, the main artist also runs the label. I mean, you know, listen, Drake is one of the most successful artists in the world, but like, how many other artists from OVO do we see out here? Yeah, that really popped off like that. Yeah, I mean, you got like Party Next Door, but like he don't really pop like that. Yeah, and I don't think the weekend ever like signed with with that. No, nah, I, I think, think they just, just kind of like associated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that's the thing. Like you don't really see like these artists. Like, I mean, like Young Money had Drake and Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. right? But again, like how much was at Wayne involved in day to day business? Yeah, yeah. That's just hard. Like I dog, you know, when I was like a little kid, I made music and I thought like, oh, it'd be cool to like own a label. Yeah. That shit's gotta be like I'm not saying that artists can't do it because artists have done it successfully. But the day to day nuts and bolts of that shit, I wouldn't want to do that shit. Absolutely not, yeah. You know what I Absolutely mean? Absolutely not. Taking a bunch of meetings about the mechanics of this thing, I wouldn't want to do that shit. Yeah, and especially especially in this like day and time of music and shit like that, that I want no parts of that, man. Yeah, shit's less straightforward. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to deal with that shit. You know, we playing with like phantom numbers, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, this many streams counts as a dime as a platinum record, and it's like, yeah, all right, but like, are those streams getting? You know, that was our whole thing um, a few months ago with like was French Montana and Bad Boy Records like juicing their numbers. Mm, they were, yeah, a hundred percent. I would just go ahead, go out and on a limb and say it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, dog, like. I, you know, like, I don't think any of these numbers is legit for real, for real. No, no, not at all. Like, me and you talked about this before. I mean, I saw interviews with, like, uh, what's my man, uh, 6 9 mm-hmm. where he, like, I got, like, 10 platinum records. And I'm like, dog, I know one song from you. Right. That shit not playing out nowhere. No, and, like, I'm in the cultural zeitgeist and shit, like, in the sense that, like, this is my job. Yeah. And I know, like, one major record from you. I know you had a couple other joints, but, like, the one we all know was the one record I could be like, oh, yeah, I could see it. That did some numbers. Yeah. Yeah, this shit don't be ringing. And this shit is rigged. 6 9 himself, you know, yeah. has been exposing how it's rigged. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, this shit is, like, phantom numbers. I wouldn't want to deal with this shit on a day-to-day either. Um, I don't know what's going on over there, you know what I mean? But it's it's telling that my man would specifically mention the label, yeah, and in a in a statement that's like, "Yo, I'm not feeling the love." Yeah, what's crazy too is like he's released how many like projects? None of them. He just he, yesterday he announced like, "Yo, my first official release on uh, Shady will be in August." Mm-hmm. And I'm like. You've released like four albums. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, again, and that's the part of the problem too is like, what is even considered an album at this point? And like, what are they considering mixtapes? Yeah. Um, And like, you know, what's an official release and what's not an official release? Like, you've released like two Fly Guys is awesome. You've released like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Pray for Paris. Right. Um, Right. You released all these records. None of them were on Shady officially. Yeah. Like, I don't get it, dog. I'm sure like they have a deal where it's like, 
you know, because because they're they're the Griselda kind of uh, their movement is kind of based on them feeding the fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm sure they have a stipulation in their deal where they can be like, oh, we can release all of these projects like the ones that you named, but like this right here is the official yeah. shady record. You know what I mean? Because like their fans don't want. West Side. When did they they sign uh, to Shady? It was like two years ago. You about to say like, like two years ago? Yeah. Imagine if he didn't put anything out between then and August, his fans yeah. would be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" You Absolutely. Know what I mean? yeah. So they probably know that the fan base wants music, and it's like, "Yo, you want us to like keep being hot and keep you know building this shit? You gotta let us let us play around on our own a bit too." Yeah, and because I've seen some people being like, "Well, if you ain't want to have to deal with the label politics, you shouldn't assign." Blah blah blah. And it's like, dog, you got to think like these dudes have been doing it on their own, putting their own money behind all this yeah. shit um, for a long time. And if someone comes to you with a bag to be like, "Yo, we can do something for you," like they they probably felt like it was a mutual beneficial relationship. Um, listen, man, you know, I understand that. You know what I mean when you're. You're a creative person and you're trying to deal with different shit um, and you feel like maybe you're not getting the bounce back or the love that you deserve. Like I get, you know, at, you know, saying something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, you feel like, yo, we signed this deal. We want to we want it to be mutually beneficial. Like we need bounce back on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, the numbers. Yeah. Of 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 what their deal was. But people say stuff like, Oh, well, you shouldn't have signed. Dog, have you ever had somebody offer you <laughs> you know, ten mil yeah. up front? Like <laughs> that shit's not and, and you know, money's not everything, obviously. But your day to day living your life, like making your music, I'm sure they were, you know, in a nice position yeah, financially absolutely. before they signed, but like Nobody ever offered you M's up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would take that shit. Even if you had reservations, the average person would take it. Yeah. And, and like, figure it out later. Exactly. The whole point is like, you're like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to be do this. This is going to be good for me because it's going to get me in front of more people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen, they wasn't popping up on fucking, uh, you know, um, all the radio shows like they were until they signed that Shady deal. Right, that's that's the thing too, dog. Like um, Combat Jack, fuck with them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like rest in rest peace. in peace. Um, but yeah, they weren't up on all of these shows like they are. And then um, on Jimmy Fallon playing with the Roots and shit. Yeah, no. But what I don't, I think people don't understand is that radio and TV. There's an apartheid. You know yes. what I mean? And local artists, you know, they they beat DJs up on the radio, you know what I mean? Beat up their mentions like, yo, play my music, play my music, play my music. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And they like they they wring their hands about, you know, we can't get on TV or we can't get on the radio. Dog, radio and TV have an agreement with the majors. I don't yes. know if it's a written thing, but there's a reason why all of these like indie rock bands that you know were like burning up and and buzzing throughout the 2000s you never saw them on Jimmy Fallon or Conan or any of that other stuff until they signed that deal yeah you know what i mean all of them rappers in the south in the 2000s and the 90s cats that were selling 3 4 500,000 You'll see you'll see an artist that a major will sign that's a flop. You'll see them on TV and hear them on yeah. terrestrial radio before you would see an independent artist who was blowing it up, you know what I mean, independently. They have an agreement that says y'all are okay, y'all are not. And it yes. ain't even really based on numbers or popularity or or whatever. It's who's got a deal. Yeah, and like you said, once Griselda signed, you saw them everywhere. Yep, every fucking where, because they're in now. Yes, they not just you know dudes putting out independent music. Yeah, and 
it dude it makes such a huge difference because it just gives you it opens up so many more doors yeah you got and like now. yeah and and you you know you can you can complain about like oh these dudes they they did it they should have knew what they was getting involved in it's like that's a that's fine for you to think that here's yeah. here's here's the math dog you know how hard it is to be able to survive out here without that yeah you know what i mean to survive out here when you know Hey, listen, man, all it takes is, like, could you imagine, you know, these dudes, like, Westside Gun and, and the whole Griselda, period, was making decent money touring, going up and down the East Coast, blah, 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 making money doing that kind of shit. Trust me, I guarantee you, because we know how the industry is, that's how there's probably making a decent ton of their money just off of that kind of shit. What happens when this ha- when, when COVID happens and mm-hmm. everything shut the fuck down and they can't go all over the place and make this money? Yeah. Touring and shit. Yeah, it helps to be attached to, yes, you know, Interscope or whoever. You yeah, know what I'm saying like I I don't blame them at all for doing that shit. I've seen a couple cats kind of like, oh, you know, man, if I was out here rapping, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and a motherfucker said, yo, we gonna give you a Josh, you know, ten twenty mil or some shit. That's what the deal is worth, man. Fuck that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. Nah. Yeah, you listen. You got you got to get that bag when it's there because to be like, yo, I'm not I'm now nah, fucking more money will come. Like what happens if this shit would have happened and then all your all your little money that you was pulling in is gone now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, listen, dog, you need to get that bag while it's there. And I'm sure, like, they had plenty of offers on the table. Shady probably came through with the most money. Yeah. And was like, yo, we're going to, you know, we'll do this. And, like, it's a good look for us because, it, you know, it gives us credibility in these streets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a good look for y'all because we're going to give you this money up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? And y'all going to be able to eat and, you know, do some shit. Y'all can put your work in. We're not going to be on top of y'all for this, that, and the third. Creative control. The music yeah. still sounds the same. Yeah. We're not telling y'all, yo, you got to go grab this producer and grab that producer to do mm-hmm. the music. Um, You know, and, you know, it's understandable for you to be like, yo, we up for a fucking, you know, a group of the year or whatever. And why why we ain't get a tweet saying like you know yeah. congratulations to our artists like right right I feel you know like. and at the end of the day it could just be simply shady laid off they fucking uh they social media people and shit because because of, of COVID <laughs> <laughs> like For real that shit be, that shit going around so <laughs> could have been like yo y'all ain't even tweet that shit nobody <laughs> in the office yeah there's nobody <laughs> there who even handles their social media like that so everybody on furlough or some shit exactly yeah. um we should yo we should probably hop into another break real quick okay word Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. 
As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Boom, back in effect. Um, so we got two two new records to to talk about yeah. this week. Uh, one I have not been able to get around to yet. Okay. And the second one I did actually listen to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you listened to West Side Gun. We we're obviously just talking about him. Yes. Uh, Fly God is an awesome guy, too. Yes. I mean, I know Flames. it's dope. Yes. <laughs> Dog, it's flame. I like it. I think I like it better than Pray for Paris. Mm, which is crazy because Pray for Pray Paris, Paris is really dope. fucking good. Yeah. Wow. Um, he has a dude, Stove Guy, that's uh, that he's like been working with because uh, he like he said he like he fucked with the dude's tape and the tape didn't really burn the way he thought it should have. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of hollered at him to be on a couple tracks. The one joint I don't like, but uh, the other two features I really like. The Bull Stove Guy is dope. Um, there's no Conway feature on it. Yeah, uh, which was a little surprising, right? Um, but uh, the Benny track is dope. Um, it's it's a dope, it's super dope. Like it's just grimy, you know, West Side Gun shit. Like um, there's one like kind of like love track that I kind of think is a little weak. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the rest of that project is is solid all the way through. Yeah, like all the way through. Aside from that one track that I I just don't like, yeah. it's solid all the way through. Production is tight, grimy. Um, just like you know, it's it's the West Side Gun shit you look. It's the Griselda shit you looking for. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Um, I threw my ski mask on in ninety degree weather when I was driving around <laughs> listening to it. Right. Um. Man, robbery is going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can get away with it right now because we're supposed to wear a mask anyway. Everybody's got a fucking mask <laughs> on. So, you know, you can get away with it. Don't look as weird. But, like, you know, it's definitely, it's that, it's that, it's that grimy, you know, rob a liquor store shit that you want to listen to, dog. Yeah. 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 I'm going to fuck with it. I, um, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm like, Swimming in new music all the time. Yes, it's difficult. Yes. It's difficult for me to like get around to catching shit. Yeah, shout out to uh, I think it's I think it's weird hip hop or weird rap. Um, mm-hmm. They've they've sent uh, a couple things to us. I just haven't had a chance to get to some of it. Like I forget that people sent it to us. Um, yeah. Shout out to Wino Willie. He sent me some music. Oh, um, yeah, and I forgot like. He said it to me, I think, yesterday, and I totally forgot to listen to it yesterday. I meant to. Um, and I just, like, you know, I got my kids right now, so, like, it's been a little while. Um, yeah. Trying to get my son situated with school and shit like that because he's mm-hmm. going to college. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I didn't get a chance to listen to some some new shit that, that folks had sent us. I just didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I am. Um, but also, uh, rest in peace, Pot Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, his yeah. debut was released. Uh, Shoe for the stars, aim for the moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's really good, really good. Yeah, there are like some tracks I'm like iffy about, but like yes. his his formula is like a winning formula. Yeah, I wonder. Um, you as you say that, I wonder how much was like yo. Let's just put everything on here. Yeah, apparently his DJ said he got like 200 songs. Oh, for real? So apparently he got material. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know exactly how this joint was made. I know 50 was involved in kind of like executive producing and and guiding the project. That Um, makes sense because a lot of it sounds like, excuse me, sounds like 50 set records. Yeah, the joint um, uh, got it on me. Yes. Is straight up like the hook from Many Men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of it is like that drill shit and like him spitting that shit. It's just, it's dope. You know what I mean? To hear him is also bittersweet. Yeah, for real. It's like, damn, this dude, I I was talking about it on NPR this week. And I was like, yo, he was a baby. 
Yeah. It was you know 18, 19 years old, something like that. Man, I I couldn't imagine being done at 20, 19. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I couldn't imagine that shit. Dog, dog, I died 19, like most of like who I am as a human being isn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it like, dude? The person I was at nineteen years old, a lot of motherfuckers would have been like, "Yo, he's a terrible, per- not terrible person. He's just a, like a shitty person." A lot, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Didn't even get to grow beyond that. No, nah. so, no, nah, yeah, not at all. It's hard to listen to this. It's like you rocking with it, but then you also know that like somebody killed this dude on some like I don't know the circumstances of the shit. Yeah. But it, it couldn't have been about that much. Nah, Y'all motherfuckers not. kill George Zimmerman if it's about that. Yeah. You know, if it's some real serious shit. Like, what does this motherfucker do? You know what yeah. I mean? Or yeah, was it, it, it some, like, you know, robbery, greed shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a shame, dog, because, like, you listen to it. And again, man, like, we've talked about this before. Like, he's, what, 18, 19 years old or whatever. Like, he ain't even who he's going to be as an artist yet. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, look at what Jay-Z was doing at 18, 19 years old music-wise and, like, who he became at right. Reasonable Doubt dropped at 26. Right. Right. So, you know, you you think about that in a, in a sense of, like, yo, this dude was going to progress. And he had, like, yo, he was going to be huge. Like, a huge star. Yeah. He knew how to make, like, one of the most underrated things in uh, in hip-hop is being able to make a song like a lot of people can rhyme dog mm-hmm. being able to make a song is a completely different arena you've seen plenty of artists like cannabis and shit like that who were like super dope lyrical rappers but they couldn't make songs right right and like this dude know how to make a song yeah that's the the um video that's been like circulating around for a while they're like in new york and like protesting yeah. And like they're just playing Dior and like turning up and people are like honking their horns. Motherfuckers are like it's like people on the side who are not involved in the protest that are like, eh, like beating yeah. it up. It's you know, you could tell this uh young man was like a powerful person, you know what I mean, who whose energy was in these records. And yeah, it's just crazy that we don't get Another, I think this about uh, Pac and Big too. A lot of cats, we don't get another ten, twenty, thirty years of them making music. Like our, you know, um, ancestors were blessed to have Louis Armstrong into his old age. Yeah, we're blessed to have Quincy Jones into his old age. You know what I mean? Joni Mitchell, whoever. You know what I mean? Uh huh. A whole a whole generation I feel for like young people Cause like Their favorites are getting like Taken out of here And they yeah. don't even get to to grow with them Yeah I remember um, Shout out to Miss Merriweather My favorite teacher um, We were in like I think I was in 6th grade mm-hmm. um, And she was discussing uh, Malcolm X with us And she was like Um you know, Malcolm got killed when he was so young. Like, yeah. he had just made the turn into, like, who he was becoming as a real man, right? Yeah. Um, as a grown person. And, like, where he, he's like, she was like, she was always just like, it's just a shame what we missed out on. Right. Like, where he would have took everything. Yeah, yo, Malcolm's, I got a book, um... It's like the some of like the final addresses that Malcolm made and like the speeches like he a lot of the uh, like Socialist Worker Party uh, panels that he would talk on yeah. back in the day. It was like his final just like probably like the last year of his life, him getting busy. You could feel his like vision expanding yeah, and like his analysis getting even sharper. You know what I mean? So who knows? Where he would have been, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, me, and you have talked about this separately about like Big and Pac, like where would they be as artists? And, um, you know, I honestly don't know how much music Pac would have been doing at this point, how much more he would have been doing politically or being an actor. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I could have seen him being more like 
actor political figure you know what i mean activist figure as opposed to being like oh i want to you know i'm still doing music or just that and the third so like who knows um like you know you lose somebody at that that young an age dog like who knows what he was gonna like grow into being like you know what i mean The, the world is definitely uh less rich Yes. Losing, you know, Pac, Big, all of these young people that lose talented young people, Pop Smoke. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a cool record. Uh, but it feels it feels like a bummer to listen to. Yeah. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I legit said so shout out to Mike Beyond. Uh when you and him were talking about it on Twitter, I was like, I kinda don't want to listen to it because I don't want to be like disappointed at the fact that, you know, we lost this dude, such a talented young man. Um and like this is basically what we're going to get. Now, like you said, like there's, you know, 200 songs, but again, you know, I, you know, me and you lived through the Machiavelli, uh, mixtape era. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you gotta, you get a bunch of music that's not really finished. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, hopefully, uh, we get to hear some more, uh, really good music and hopefully it's not like just super unfinished shit. Uh, but you know, I definitely think it's worth checking out. It's not like a hundred percent perfect, um, but it's a really good record, um, and there's some really good, uh, like just some good like music on there, like vibey music. You yeah. know what I mean? The shit with uh, Rowdy Rebel is crazy. Yeah, Where yeah, that's like, it. He's like rhyming, and yeah. then he's like, "You have a collect call from yep. and Rowdy Rebel coming spitting from jail." That shit is crazy. Yeah. That record is really dope. I really love that joint. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good record. I definitely think folks should check it out. Um, shoot for the moon. Shoot for the stars. Aim for the moon. Word. Um, also, West Side Gun. Fly God is awesome. God too. Um, other than that, yo, I guess we can start rapping. Uh, you know, you can find us on so all the social medias at Serious Rap Shit. Um, I'm indie underscore SRS at Serious Rap Shit. You're uh, John underscore Liberator at on all the uh, social medias. I'm not. I'm Indy underscore SRS. Excuse me. Um, and uh, oh, real quick. Um, so Trump did a uh, a um, speech or whatever on the Fourth of July at uh, the Six Grandfathers. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise known as Mount Rushmore, um, six, the Six Grandfathers is a is tribal land that was uh, given to my tribe, the Lakota, mm-hmm. for uh, it was our land tr- in treaties. Um, as soon as they found gold in the area, they broke the treaties and started digging there, um, and illegally carved the faces of four uh, presidents on. Um, there was a lot of protesters there that were um, arrested. Um, there is a page called Indian Collective. It's NDN underscore collective. Um, it's linked on my Twitter now. Like I have a st- all my story, but by the time this comes out, it won't be there anymore. Yeah. But I would say go to NDN underscore collective. Um, there is ways to donate to help get these protesters out of jail. Um, remember, they are protesting, essentially, white folks coming to land that is theirs by treaty, by law. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you can b- help send some money to bail out uh, these protesters, that would be great. Um, also, uh, the Abolish Ice shirts are still available on Incest Trap, uh, Incest Trap and Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you... You know, if you don't know, like there's still kids in cages in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Um, you also will be supporting a black woman owned business. Yep. Uh, also, we have a YouTube channel now uh, where uh, when I do like the little videos for the podcast for the week, like little snippets, they get posted there. I am also starting this week. I'm going to start posting uh, on that page playlists for mm. like touchstones for the uh for the episode so it'll probably be about like eight to ten songs of stuff that we kind of touched on like artists that we talked about for the week uh, we started doing that early on we did spotify lists on the first couple episodes um i'm gonna move it over to uh to um to youtube so go like and subscribe on there um also um if you're listening on the apple podcast app you can um you can like 
and uh, or uh, rate and review us on mm-hmm. that. Um, and that helps a lot. Uh, you know, we should we should be getting up to like a hundred like tomorrow. We need y'all to go on there and do that. Like, you know what I mean? Again, I don't want to. As soon as we go back out into the world, I'm gonna have to start snatching phones again, and I don't want to <laughs> do that. Right. Um, but other than that, you got anything else? Oh, your um, your instrumental tape went up on Bandcamp this week. Yeah, yeah, I put out the uh, memorabilia instrumentals um if you go on Bandcamp and look up john morrison 215 uh you'll find it and it's really just like the beats none, yes. of, none of the vocals you know what i mean so for folks who like to vibe out to just instrumentals and i'm working on a new instrumental tape that should be yes, out you are. yeah mid mid july ish you know what i mean taking my time so that's all right man Rome wasn't built in the day brother there you go um no but uh yeah definitely go check that out um and uh other than that yo we'll be back next week some more fire flames for y'all word peace peace serious rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get podcasts What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hillary Clinton. We're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode because, let's face it, these are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi about the violent insurrection on January 6th. We all agreed we had to go back to the Capitol. The security was making suggestions that we would all be transported by buses to an undisclosed location. The members would come there and said, no, the world has to see. Now just get it ready. And so you give us a reasonable estimate as to when that could be. But understand this, we're coming back and we're opening the session in the Capitol of the United States. We'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.